Out of the pileup. Barabari will get to it. Moved along and all the way around. A good look here at Carlson. It's held in by Ben Sherratt. Centering pass for Hagee. He scores! Carter for Hagee wins it in overtime. And the Florida Panthers are on their way to the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Hello, Miami. This is 305 Sports Now, your home podcast for all things Miami sports related. I am Will, and first things foremost, I'd like to thank YouTube for providing that clip of uh, the card for Hagee goal, which sent the Washington Capitals packing and gave the Florida Panthers a berth in the second round of the NHL playoffs against the Tampa Bay Lightning. What a magnificent series and what a magnificent game as once again, the comeback cats are able to knock off the Washington Capitals in overtime, but once again, a score of four goals to three. Carter Gay, he did have one goal, one assist in that game. And Alexander Barkov did have one uh, one goal in particular. Earlier in the week was actually, uh, I think, the best game in the series as at home, the, Port- the Florida Panthers were down three to nothing in the game prior in game five, and they scored three unanswered goals in the, in the second period. And completed that with two more unanswered goals in the third period, giving the Florida Panthers a five goal to three victory. And in the end, you know, that led to a 4-2 victory in the quarterfinals of the NHL playoffs, right? So one thing I do have to say is the magnificent play, you know, of Carter Verhage. Carter Verhage is only 26 years old and he's already having a series, uh, a playoff series, a playoff career at the moment that is that of legends, all right? Sooner or later, if this kid continues the way he's going and the Panthers continue the way they're going, he's going to be in the same conversation as guys like Mario Lemieux, Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier, Eric Lindros, Gordy Howe, Bobby Orr, etc. all right? Because he's just having a phenomenal series and I expect him to have a phenomenal series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Verhage has 12 total points, six goals and six assists. Not only is he scoring goals, he's also setting up his teammates as well. Guys like guys like Claude Giroux and Barkov have, have been playing lights out in these playoffs. What started out as a rocky um, as a rocky series as the Panthers were defeated in Game One and then got bludgeoned in Game Three. The Florida Panthers really put together a couple a couple solid victories, three straight victories, uh, three good vic- victories actually, to enable themselves to go on to, to the next round. Now. What's astounding is the team they're playing, okay? The Tampa Bay Lightning were able to come back and defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs four games to three. You know, that was a best of seven, and it lived up to the hype as it was a very physical series between the Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning, okay? The Tampa Bay Lightning are led by Nikita Kucherov, who had eight points, two goals, and six assists in that game, okay? Andres Palat with three goals as well. The, 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 the Tampa Bay Lightning, it's not yet considered a rivalry, but I believe it is. That's what some people on rate local radio here have said. It is because the Florida Panthers and the Lightning share it pretty much the state. Uh, Tampa Bay's hockey team is very popular. It's considered the top dog of the state, even though the Panthers did go to the Stanley Cup at, uh, first. But the, obviously the Lightning are multi-time champions, so that gives them a clear advantage. This will be a rivalry game. Last year, the Florida Panthers lost uh, four games to two. It was actually Tampa's biggest opponent all right as they as they pretty much went through everybody else they faced after that so florida was the most difficult opponent that tampa bay had faced and that says a lot about how much uh how much progress the florida panthers have made now last year it was a bit different last year 
the home ice went to the Lightning. This year, the home ice comes to Florida, to Sunrise. All right, so Sunrise is going to get the ability to have a Game 7 on their home ice, and that is going to be very pivotal because the Panthers must take care of home ice, you know, when they play again, which is playing again on the, on the 17th, which is tomorrow, uh, sharing some time with the Heat, even though the, the Panthers start at 7, the Heat start at 8.30, but I'll get into the Miami Heat in about a couple minutes or so. But the Florida Panthers do have to pretty much put the Lightning away, embarrass them in game one as they should have some softer legs because they did play in a seven game set and they're starting literally right away so again Stamkos and Kucherov and and Paul and all those guys are coming to South Florida so that's going to be very essential that the Florida Panthers get their A game ready Bobrovsky has been solid okay had one rough game but Bobrovsky has been solid the team has been solid the defense has been fantastic as well and uh and the Panthers made some good adjustments to the Capitals. The Capitals, again, won the cup not too long ago. Ovechkin is, is a star player, very well coached team. They knew how to impede the Panthers' attack on center ice. I pretty much, like I mentioned in, in um, my social media posts, you know, that they boxed, they tried boxing the Panthers to not, not give up the center of the ice within their own zone, but make the Panthers shoot from the outside. And they did make them do that, but eventually the Panthers figured out how to, you know, shoot at, uh, shoot at Samson off and so on and utilize the rebound to their advantage, and it did do so. Now, the Panthers went 0 for 16 in power play goals this against the Capitals. They have to get, they have to take every single opportunity against the Lightning and score when the opportunity gets to them. Okay. They need to score goals, especially power play goals against the Lightning. The Lightning play a very fast paced style, as does Florida, and they're very physical on defense. The Florida Panthers have got to take every single advantage they can i do believe the series will be won by the panthers although the season it was 2-1-1 my opinion is 2-2 i've told you guys in the past how i feel about overtime losses a loss is a loss regardless if you get a point or not but the panthers did take two goals um the lightning i'm sorry did take two wins the lightning did take one win and you know one victory per overtime however they scored an equal amount of goals against each other 15 goals apiece so like i said these two teams are evenly matched and i've mentioned in the podcast throughout the season that the road to the NHL uh, Stanley Cup is going to have to go to Tampa. They are the defending uh, Stanley Cup champions. And to get there, you need to dethrone them. A lot of competition in the East, okay? I will say that, all right? As uh, as we've seen Carolina, you know, teams like Carolina and so on uh, be able to advance. But, but I mean, it is – the sky's the limit, man. I think, I think this team can take it. I still believe this team can take it. This team, you know, got more focus in the last couple of games. They adjusted to their competition. They played their game as well as they used their speed and puck precision, you know, to, to score goals and timely goals in, in, uh, in those situations, okay? So let's go Cats, all right? On the 17th of May, which is tomorrow, it's battle time with the, with the Tempe Lightning. Come over to Sunrise and face off against your Florida Panthers. All right, well, that's it for the Panthers. Again, I was brief and short and straight to the point. I am going to focus greatly on the Miami Heat, all right? The Miami Heat, you know, dusted off the Philadelphia 76ers four games to two in emphatic fashion, winning game six in Philly by a score of 99 to 90. We all know, we all know the score by now. Um, the game before was not as dramatic as uh, they won by 35, you know, winning 120 to 85. It was a total mauling by our Miami Heat. The score 99 to 90 is not indicative of how dominant the Heat were. The Heat were up by as much as 20 points. Got a little lackadaisical on defense, you know, and, and what, I'm sorry, on offense and allowed themselves to have some turnovers. 
that uh, Tyrese Maxey, who did not give up at all throughout the whole game, you know, was able to at least help his guys make it look somewhat respectable. But the, pan uh, the, but the Heat were never in doubt to win that game, especially in the second half when they outscored Philly 25-15. It was just a flat-out flat out beating that they gave the 76ers, you know, on their home court. A lot to say about this game, let's, but let's talk about the studs for the Miami Heat. All right, in that game in particular, in game six, okay, you had, you know, uh, Jimmy Butler with 32 points. Yeah, with 32 points and going 13 for 29 from the field. Max Struess had 20 points for the game. He was four for 10 from downtown. Another solid performance by Max Struess, solid defense as well. Tyler Hero, um, 10 points, but it was, a, it, was a, it was a solid 10 points as he was able to somewhat uh, get into the lane and uh, and be able to, uh, to wreck some havoc. So Tyler Hero gave you a little bit, even on defense, he had a couple steals in that game as well for the Miami Heat, all right? But the talk of the game, you know, is uh, James Harden, all right? James Harden only took two shots in an elimination game in Philly, and there has been a lot of criticism around Harden. The fact that he hasn't been, was not aggressive enough in the series, giving Philadelphia a chance to win only in game five, I'm sorry, game four, when he put up those 20 points in the fourth quarter, did uh, James Harden show any of that MVP caliber gusto that he had when he was a member of the Houston Rockets, okay? But not a short, uh, not very short for words is his teammate, Joel Embiid, all right? Joel Embiid had, a, had a, a little bit to say about James Harden's performance. And, well, let's just hear from Embiid himself, okay? So uh, here we go. Here's Embiid. It's a little bit of a clip. Joel, how much more do you think you needed from James Harden? You know, when you look at his points output and whatever. Oh, I mean... I don't know. I, I think he's been, uh, obviously, uh, I'm sure, you know, since uh, we got him, everybody expected uh, the Houston James Harden, um, but that's not who he is anymore. Uh, he's more of a playmaker. Uh, I thought, you know, yeah, at times, you know, could have been, uh, as all of us, uh, could have been more aggressive, uh, all of us. What All right, well, that's Joel Embiid, you know, basically saying he's not uh, he's not the Houston James Harden that we know of. Uh, listen, the criticism is warranted, all right? James Harden had a very poor performance against the Miami Heat with the exception of one game. And when you're, when you were, tr when you, when you were traded for all those pieces they, they traded to bring you in, you have to perform, and you were brought in to perform in these types of games. You got out of Brooklyn because it was a major headache and a major disaster, a crap show over there to come over to a more stable team in Philadelphia, in Philadelphia, and you screw that up, all right? There's a lot of, like, you know, conspiracies. Stephen A. Smith is pushing about trying to bring in Mike D'Antoni, trying to get Doc Rivers out. We don't know that. You know, that's just starting rumors. The bottom line is that James Harden just absolutely sucked, you know, for most of the series. That's the bottom line. That's the only thing that's fact is that the guy just totally sucked, okay? Didn't take a lot of shots. Was more of a, a facilitator than he was a scorer. He was brought in, yeah, for his double-doubles, but he's also a solid scorer. The guy still got a hell of a three-point shot. He never took advantage of that opportunity, especially in game six. And that's why the Philadelphia 76ers are going home. So I don't blame Embiid. You know, the guy's playing with a broken face, you know, and a busted finger, a busted thumb on his shooting hand. And he's giving it his heart. The guy felt like it felt like he felt like 50,000 times to the point that he's a meme now, you know, and a GIF, you know, on your meet on your on your cell phones or any aspect of, uh, of, of social media that you try to use. But the but the guy just flat out gave his heart out in that game. Tyrese Maxey. You know, it was a young stud. I mean, the guy is fantastic. 
you know, gave you he gave you his all in that game as well. So I don't know what Philly's going to do regarding Harden. I don't know what Philly's going to do regarding Doc Rivers. Uh, some people say fire him. Uh, there's too much money involved with Doc. So I don't know if they're going to go that route. I don't know what they're going to do with James. Just basically suck it up. Maybe try to trade him. I, I just don't know because that team right now has a lot, a lot to, a lot to say, uh, a lot to deal with. And Jimmy Butler just loved it. I mean, he loved it. Waved goodbye to the Philly crowd. Like the showmanship was fantastic. Waved goodbye to the Philly crowd. Dominated Philly, his former team. You know, throughout the series, even in a lot, even a losing effort, dominating uh, the 76ers. And had a had a little bit to say with an expletive involved, which I'm not going to say. Right after the game, when he's walking to the locker room, and he basically uttered Tobias Harris over me, you know, uh, voicing who was the main reason why he was traded to the Heat and no longer a 76er. So Jimmy Butler is not shy with words, and Jimmy Butler has no fear in displaying his emotions, you know, on the court. But that's but that's what you got, him, man. As critical as I was, you know, early in the season, throughout the season, Jimmy Butler. Uh, needs help uh, because he's just another Scottie Pippen, another number two. He's played like a number one in these playoffs. He's actually, him, Tatum, and Giannis, I believe, are considered, at least in the Eastern side, are the best uh, are the best players in uh, in the playoffs. I mean, it's far none. And I think Jimmy, the yeah, even though Tatum has a little bit more of a higher scoring average than Jimmy Butler does, I think Jimmy Butler's been the most consistent, you know, than all of them. So that's uh, a little bit about that. And guess what? This is a rivalry. There's questions about Tampa and Florida in terms of being a rivalry. No, this is a rivalry. The Miami Heat and the, and the Celtics have met several times in the playoffs, and each has uh, they've had they've had their doozies. Okay, um, back I believe in 2009, the 2009 playoffs, uh, the Miami Heat lost the Celtics, Paul Pierce and the Celtics, in five games, and then when the LeBron era started, you know you had you know LeBron's first year, the Heat won in five. The second year. It was a, uh, it was a, uh, it went to, it went to seven games where LeBron, you know, in an elimination game, put up 42 points and sent the game back to Miami. Miami was able to put away the Celtics, you know. So the Celtics and the Heat do have some rivalry in the bubble as well. The Celtics and the Heat, you know, went at it as well, and the Heat got the better of the Celtics. I believe it was in six games, you know, where Justin, not with Justin, sorry, Duncan Robinson was it Justin Robinson, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero shot the lights out of the ball. Andrew Butler also had. A very solid series. This is going to be a smash mouth affair. The Celtics, to give them credit, come back from a 3-2 deficit, win two games, one of them in Milwaukee, and actually the last game being in Milwaukee, and are able to, I'm sorry, forgive me, one of them in Milwaukee, the last game was played in Boston, all right, and they're able to defeat the Milwaukee Bucks uh, by winning the last two games for three in a game seven. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have been absolutely spectacular. Jason Tatum has found a stroke as he's averaging, you know, 28 points per game, 20.8 to be exact. He's slightly, slightly above, a tenth of a point above Jimmy Butler with uh, with almost averaging about six assists per game. And Jalen Brown has been phenomenal with 22 points per game, you know. And then you have, and then you have, of course, guys like Al Harford and Marcus Smart that have contributed very well, plus a solid bench, have contributed very well to this Celtic success. They swept uh, uh, Brooklyn, embarrassed Brooklyn off the court, and they had a, a tough series against the Milwaukee Bucks to be expected. I expected Milwaukee to face the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. That was my pick, but nope, it's the it's gonna be Boston versus Miami, which is gonna be quite entertaining. As I do believe this will be a very physical series, and both teams play a similar style of defense. So that should be quite an adventure, you know, for for both uh, for both teams. All right, I am gonna pick the Miami Heat. You know, I'm gonna pick the Miami Heat. Of course, I am gonna be uh, Mr. Homer in this series. 
Jimmy Butler nearly averaging 30 points per game, taking over games as well. All right, you've had the emergence of Max Struess in the series. Gabe Vincent's defense and efficiency and occasional three-point shot, and uh, who's been a great replacement for Kyle Lowry. Victor Oladipo's defense, his ability to penetrate, has been very solid for the Heat as well. So what I'm trying to say is that the Heat have a very good bench and have a lot of intangibles. Boston does too. This, this series is very evenly matched. Boston started playing well towards the middle and the end of the season. Great timing. They've continued that success throughout the playoffs, and that's something to be admired. But I do believe the Miami Heat will beat the 70, um, the Celtics, and they will definitely take game one. And I'm going to I'm going to channel my inner WWE promo and just say that game one, game one at the FTX Arena in Biscayne Boulevard, right, uh, uh, in Biscayne Boulevard, when the Celtics enter the arena and they see all that white, all those lights, all those flames, they don't realize this, but they will be meeting the, their Undertaker that very night because game one, at least in game one, I guarantee you, the Celtics will rest in peace and that's going to be done game one we'll go to the miami heat how the series is going to go i don't know but i do think it's it might wouldn't be surprised if it goes seven don't want it to go seven but these two teams are evenly matched defensive intensity is rivaled this is the best defensive team miami will face but miami is good and ready because guess what i'm sorry to tell you as i said in pre in previous podcasts eric spolstra is the best coach in the nba and bar none he is the best in-game and game-to-game coach in the league that's without a doubt okay just ask the just ask doc rivers you'll be able to verify that one all right well that's it for the miami heat hope you enjoy game one it will be on it will be at 8 30 on espn all right on tuesday night 17th same night as the panthers watch over the panthers jump over the heat flip flop if you want all right flip flop if you want but the bottom line is that it will be an exciting series both series are gonna be very excited it's a great time it's a great time to be a South Florida sports fan. You cannot complain. Seriously, not complain. All right, and just a quick note, the Miami Dolphins signed three-time Pro Bowler from the from the um, LA Chargers, Mr. Melvin Ingram, okay? he uh, His career, he's a basically a, a sack specialist, adding depth to linebacker for as well. The Dolphins, although they had some, some solid pass rushing this year, got guys like Jalen Phillips and Emmanuel Agba, they add another uh, another add, add another piece to their arsenal. Okay, so Melvin Ingram, great signing by Mike McDaniels and also Chris Greer. All right, well, that's it for me for 305 Sports Now. I am Will. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you like what you heard, please do not forget to download this podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to leave a financial donation because this is a listener-supported podcast, please go to Anchor.fm slash 305 Sports Now. And if you'd like to join our Facebook family, please do so because the family's just growing, right? Go to 305 Sports Now on Facebook, hit that like button, and uh, welcome to the family, right? For everybody, once again, I am Will. See you soon. Have a wonderful day. Go Panthers and go Heat!